Blog Talk Radio. Mike, Mike Bozich alongside of Mike Carter on this beautiful Thursday night. Another beautiful night in my region anyway. I think Mike had some rain earlier during the day. It's ended the Cleveland Indians uh, baseball game as they were taking on the Seattle Mariners. How'd the Indians do, Mike? Well, they uh, they tied it up in the seventh inning and uh, gave up a three-run shot in the tenth to Robinson Cano. So uh, not so good, but, you know, that's the way it goes sometimes. Yeah, you guys had a good time. That's all that matters. Uh, beautiful, progressive field uh, down in uh, downtown Cleveland, which, by the way, Mike, will be the home to the uh, Republican National Convention. I know you'll certainly be on hand there to uh, to uh, greet Donald Trump as the Republican nominee, right? Yeah, yeah we'll see about that. So it'll be yeah, interesting. Right. Maybe we can do sure. coverage. You know, he was, in Ocean, he was in Berlin just outside of Ocean City here uh, yesterday. We should have covered that event. We should have. Yeah, the money wasn't right. They tried to get us over there, but they couldn't come up to uh, to our terms as far as uh, money is concerned. Listen, we've got a great show on tap for you today. Uh, we certainly appreciate everybody joining us. Uh, we're going to get the scoop on a wiggle a jiggle. A driver Montrell Teague will be here in just a few minutes. He'll talk about that thrilling dead heat finish between wiggle a jiggle and bit of a legend. Plus, we've got the fantastic voice of Yonkers Raceway, John Hernan. Had a chance to sit down with him a couple of days ago and talk to him about that great finish as well as his announcing career so we'll talk to john coming up uh, towards the bottom of the hour plus mike we've got a big show coming up for you saturday more details on that in a moment it's a levy special in cooperation with the soana and we've got the big draw coming up mike it should be fun yeah it's gonna be a uh, it's gonna be a great show and uh coming up on saturday we've got a fantastic show mike uh, we're gonna be talking uh, a little bit later on about the levy and um uh, the post-position draw, obviously, for our contest is coming up. Mike, it's a blockbuster card at Yonkers coming up this Saturday. Hey, Mike, uh, yeah. real quick. Oh, I'm sorry to interrupt you. I think, uh, I think we got some news. Hold on one second.
Mike, we got some uh, breaking news at HardestRacing.com with Creatine, uh, who is scheduled to race uh, on Friday, tomorrow night at the Meadowlands, has been retired, and uh, he will be heading to Diamond Creek Farm in Pennsylvania to pick up stud duty. Well, great horse. Certainly sad to see the injury, but Creatine definitely supply, uh, supplied us some memories in his hardest racing career, and uh, we'll see what happens as a stud. But, uh, you know, what are you going to do? I mean, a lot of injuries uh, seems like over the past month. It's it's all a part of harness racing, Mike. There's really nothing you can do. But Creatine, certainly a great trotter, and uh, now he'll go on to make other great trotters, I'm sure. Yeah, definitely. If he's uh, anything like, listen, if he's anything like Cadabra, he's going to be uh... – He's going to be one of the best sires out there. No question. We've got a fantastic show. Montrell Ting, the driver of Wiggle and Jiggle, it's on deck. He's going to be joining us in just a moment. You've got post time with Mike and Mike. Friends of Maryland Standard Bread is an industry support group focused on promoting harness racing in Maryland. Friends of Maryland Standard Breads works hand-in-hand with charities involving children and horses, such as the Harness Horse Youth Foundation. Friends of Maryland Standard Breads is actively involved with organizations such as the Maryland Horse Council and the Maryland Horse Industry Board, working together to promote the horse industry in Maryland. Follow Friends of Maryland Standard Breads on Twitter and like them on Facebook. Here at The Stable, our mission is to provide fair market for owners of yearlings while giving investors the most informative way to purchase all of or part of a horse. The Stable will cater to all budgets by having an open fractional buying market and a flat rate billing system. At The Stable, we aim to minimize the risk in buying and maximize the benefit of selling. Visit thestable.ca or give Anthony McDonald a call at 519-400-4263. That's 519-400-4263. It's thestable.ca. I'm with Mike and Mike. Mike Carter alongside of Mike Bozich and our good friend Montreal Teague is uh, joining us here this evening. Montreal, i got to tell you, uh, first, thanks for joining us. But, you know, you, you love to give all of us in the harness racing industry a, uh, a little bit of a heart attack when it comes to these big races, don't you? Yeah. Yeah, it's not uh, <laughs> not intentional, but sometimes it happens. And, you know, I was, I was happier with the dead heat than a second. Well, Certainly. Montreal, the, uh, take it. Well, listen, go ahead. I'm sorry, Mike. Take, I just want no. Montreal to take us through the last quarter of that race because I interviewed Jordan Stratton. He's going to be on the Levy special on Saturday, and I want to see uh, what the deal is. Montreal, take us through the last quarter of that race, sir. Uh, I thought I was sitting in a pretty good spot. I was hoping that uh, I was just second over with a bit of a legend in front of me, but kind of late, um, Brian Sears pulled, and I had to go four wide instead of three wide, so it wasn't ideal, but my horse, he, he charges no matter what. And right when I pull him, he did, definitely knows what to do. And Montreal, uh, I was at the drug with you guys, and uh, you guys were so cordial enough to let me, you know, kind of hang out with you guys most of the day. Uh, what is it about Wiggle and Jiggle that just makes him so strong? He has a ton of heart. And the one thing that I really like about him is that it doesn't seem that that heart has changed from three to four. Yeah, it's, uh, it's something you can't teach him. It's just they have it or they don't. Um, he's definitely shown it early on in his career, and um, with 24 races last year, he just 
his heart grown bigger. So, uh, I mean, it showed with the jug race. Montrell Teague joining us, driver of Wiggle It, Jiggle It. Now, Montrell, a lot of people that watch uh, maybe Yonkers on TV that uh, maybe bet the races realize that from a handicapping perspective that the outside posts, six, seven, and eight out there are very tough. From a driver's perspective, tell us how tough those outside posts actually are. You know, uh, when I first started, I wasn't too familiar with uh, racing at Yonkers. So I was trying to time the gate a little bit and, stuff like that, but it's it's a little bit harder than I thought. It's not really uh, anything you can time about the gate because you're kind of to a complete disadvantage when you start from the 6, 7, and 8. So you kind of got to look over and see how many are leaving and pick your spot there if you want to take back and see who's going to take back to figure out who you want to follow or if there's not many leaving, maybe try to float out and see what happens. Now, Montreal, coming up in 2016, I read earlier that there's talk of going to the Confederation Cup at Flamboro. Uh, you know, I know his state season is uh, pretty busy. What was what uh, went into the decision to go into the Confederation Cup? Um, Dad kind of figured out the whole schedule, and he gives, gives it to me so I can plan my flights and stuff like that. But uh, I think his motto right now is pretty much to hit everything that's four-year-old, just so that he has uh, – even playing field and whatever he picks after that, then we have uh, other stuff to choose from. But I think we're going to hit everything four-year-old. Montreux, how did he come out of the race? He came out of the race okay? Yeah, yeah. He, he always, I mean, he never shows like he's tired or anything like that. I mean, he comes out of the race like he comes out of the race when he goes through the winter circle. He's just full of energy. and try. I, I actually rode up with the truck the, the last time, and I was walking him around. He was walking me instead of me walking him, so. <laughs> he's uh, he he's definitely a powerhouse, and he he knows it. And looking ahead to the consolation, Montreal, once again, uh, you're out in the seven hole. Certainly, a little bit of an easier field, bit of a legend, uh, is in the finals. Uh, what's going to be your strategy for the consolation? Have you decided yet? Um, I mean, I'm still pretty uh, pretty good at not not displaying my my uh. <laughs> Good man. You know what? what? Listen, this do. Was, hey, Montreal, this was a test. Your dad wanted me to ask you this question, and he wanted to see how <laughs> you were going to answer it. So, you know what? You passed, my friend. You passed with flying colors. <laughs> you know what? The easiest thing is to say I don't have a, I don't have a plan going in it because I'm not going to say it anyway. I'm not going, I'm not going to tell the other drivers so they can have a, have a base on what to, what to, what, what to know that I'm going to do so they don't have beautiful, a plan to, around me. Beautiful. You passed with flying colors. Um, <laughs> listen, Montreux, we, we certainly appreciate you joining us. Uh, by the way, I do want to uh, congratulate you. A couple of wins yesterday at Harris, Philadelphia, including an upset. That was uh, that was pretty nice to see. You, you certainly made some people happy that may have wagered, especially on the first door. I think you paid like 40 or 50 bucks. But, you know, Montreux, as far as being a catch driver, you know, uh, is that something that you're going to expand on a little more? Yeah, I hope to. I mean, uh I'm having fun just racing for Dad and Brenda and Kevin Switzer and a couple other guys from Harrington. But you know, the the to get into the bigger races, you got to get to the bigger trainers, and hopefully they give me an opportunity. And I'm always grateful. Montreal, we certainly appreciate you joining us, buddy, and we're looking forward to uh, a pretty good show uh, from Wiggle It Jiggle It here and going forward. He's a very special horse, and and uh, you know, hopefully he's made a lot of new harness racing fans. Yeah, yeah, he's uh he's definitely uh one of a kind. All right, All right. That was I Montreal. Montreal I think... Oh, we lost you there for a minute, Mike. 
Well, you know, he don't want to li- listen. He thought I was going to ask him another strategy to do. He probably got nervous and left. But uh, no, <laughs> honestly, that was a, that was a perfect answer. And uh, I actually, I didn't really mean it to go that way. I didn't really mean for him to kind of you know talk about his strategy. But <laughs> nonetheless, good for Montreal. You want to keep it under your head. I've, I've learned that from watching NFL and. And it, it, you know, it's kind of driving me nuts being a, an NFL fantasy football player because a lot of these coaches, uh, you know, won't really tip their hand. And uh, you know, good for them. That's the way it should be, and strategy should be kept to yourself. And uh, kudos to Montreal. But it'll be a fun, t- fun card Saturday, Mike. Wiggle it, chicken. It'll be in the the consolation. We'll have to overcome post seven once again. But what a fun horse to watch! What a great horse! And we're lucky to be on the ride. I think, Mike. Yeah, I completely and 100% agree with you. Well, Mike, um, coming up on Saturday, we talked a little bit about it, is the uh, George Morton Levy Show presented by the SOA of New York. And, Mike, i got to tell you, it's going to be a fantastic show. We're going to come on about 8.30. Uh, we're going to have Matt Rose on. We're going to talk to some of the drivers and trainers. And we're going to have some pick five tickets for you, Mike. Uh, we're going to post them up on our website from uh, some of the industry's uh, top handicappers. Yeah, that'll be fantastic to see what some of the great handicapping minds think about, uh, you know, the big pick five coming up. It, it, it's really a fantastic card up and down. I mean, I've looked at those six races, the, the ones we are going to cover. And obviously time can time can be tricky sometimes. I mean, you never know if there's going to be post time of a particular race down the road. But right I believe, if I remember right, Mike, the the race for the Levy eligibles featuring Foiled again will start and is scheduled for right around that 8.30 post. So, you know, we're keeping our fingers crossed and we're lucky. I don't think it's going to go off any sooner. Odds are it'll probably go off about 10 to 15 minutes later, so which should be perfect time for us. So anyway, stay tuned. We'll keep everybody up to date on social media, on Facebook and Twitter. It's a great opportunity. I mean, we're working with the uh, – you know, the uh, Standard Bread Owners Association of New York, and uh, they've been great to work with, and they've been helping us out, and it's uh, going to be a fantastic, fantastic show, Mike. I'm really looking forward to it. Definitely. Well, coming up next, Mike, is the 2016 Levy Final Draw. And, uh, Mike, we're going to have that on the backside of a quick, quick commercial break as soon as I pull up our show log again. How about How do you like that? Well, that's okay. We got to see where you are, you know. But listen, don't don't divulge your strategy now. Yeah, that, that, that's right. <laughs> well, coming up next is the Maryland Minute, and you know this is a, a fun little thing that we've done with the friends of Maryland Standard Bridge to kind of highlight some of the things going on in Maryland. When we come back on the backside of the Maryland Minute, it's the Levy Draw for those of you who are in the final. We'll be back. <laughs> This is your Maryland Minute. The Maryland Minute is brought to you by Friends of Maryland Standard Breads. Interested in learning more about racing under saddle? Now's your opportunity to attend a racing under saddle seminar May 15th at Windback Farms in Maryland. From 11 a.m. to 3 p.m., the fee is $10 and lunch is provided. Come learn more about the Standard Bread sport from active participants. It is an opportunity for people who are interested in racing under saddle to learn more about techniques and training. There will be demonstrations and riders will discuss the sport with seminar participants. If you have a standard brand that you plan to use for racing under saddle, you are welcome to bring the horse to the seminar. It is required to bring a riding helmet and safety vest. More details will be given upon RSVP. Please RSVP by May 6th 
Email Clarissa Coughlin at clarissacoughlin at gmail.com. Once again, email Clarissa at clarissacoughlin at gmail.com. Directions to the farm will be provided upon receipt of RSVP. This Racing Under Saddles seminar is sponsored by Windback Farms and Friends of Maryland Standardbreds. Well, we certainly appreciate the uh, Friends of Maryland Standard Breads and everything they do for the sport of harness racing, not only in the state of Maryland, but uh, all over the place. And uh, there's something, Mike, that uh, I want to talk about just for a minute before we get into the Levy draw, and it's called the Delmarva Trainers Challenge. And this is a project of Horse Lovers United Incorporated. As a matter of fact, Mike, there's $1,500 in prize money up for grabs. And Horse Lovers United uh, is looking for 10 X-race horses and 10 trainers to work on retraining these horses over a tentative period of four months. A judged show is going to be held at the end of the training period to determine the winners. Now, for more information, call Lorraine Truitt, and I'll go through that number a couple of times. It's area code 410-749-3599. Again, that's area code 410-749-3599. Or you can send an email to boxwood3684 at comcast.net. Once again, that's boxwood3684 at comcast.net. Once again, $1,500 in prize money. It's the Delmarva Trainers Challenge, a project of Horse Lovers United, Mike. Yeah, definitely. That's a, uh, that's, you know what, Mike, I tell you, those things that they do in Maryland is a lot of fun. And, uh, you know, it, it's, it's good information, I mean, for anybody who's looking for a good cause to uh, to get set up. Well, it certainly is. And another thing that we're going to look into over the next couple of weeks uh, with the help of Clarissa is uh, kind of promoting racing under saddle a little bit more. And maybe we'll have some of the uh, guys and gals that actually participate in that on the show to talk about kind of what their circuit is like. And, you know, it's something that's been getting more popular over the last couple of years. So uh, we'll certainly see what is going on with that, Mike. And uh, we'll keep everybody up to date on our social media and website. But uh, right now, I guess uh, we probably shouldn't keep the five individuals, uh, waiting any longer should we Mike no we should not and I gotta tell you this is this is how this contest is going to work for those uh who who may not have uh been following along the last couple weeks we have five participants I'm going to read them aloud here in just a minute and they're all going to be assigned a post position uh that is in regards to a certain horse coming up this weekend at Yonkers Raceway now we understand it's a 1-1-A 2-2-A type of situation this is a post position draw. This is, has nothing yes. to do with their saddle pad numbers, so uh, we'll definitely make sure that we tell you what saddle they'll be wearing uh, in the race. Um, I've got both. Uh, I've got both the program and the um, and the post positions up. Mike, I'm uh, do it. Listen, I, I'm on. I'm on the ball tonight. I can't believe it. You're doing very, very well, Mike, but you always are, buddy. But, yeah, and we will also tell you the name of the horse. That is more. That is very important. So you got to go by post position, got to go by name of the horse, and there are going to be three horses that are uncovered. Now, don't worry. If you're in, you're a finalist, you're going to win a prize. You've got a prize coming to you. And, uh, no, it's not an autograph program for Mike Carter or Mike Bozich. It's a very, very good prize that will actually, you know, be be worth something to you. And uh, But like if nobody wins. Like a $1,000 ticket for me? 
that, well, a two dollar show ticket? Yeah, it could be, but there's no show wagering in the Levy, Mike. So you might have to come up with another plan. But um, there's, uh, yeah. So you're definitely going to get something if you're in the five finalists. If one of the three uncovered horses wins, then guess what? It's uh, we'll have to think of another contest for the Onyx Jingra Colors. That's right, and we're also going to give a consolation prize away regardless. So if you don't win, right. you know what? You're still going to get a little bit of something. So uh, we're, we're excited about that. All right, so we're going to get started here. Uh, huge plastic bag noise in the background. My cat decided she wants to, like, wrestle with a plastic bag while I'm in the living room. So Fantastic. Uh, congratulations to uh, Whitney Nasimos, Robert Garson, Rick Olson, Ron Swansky, and Garnett Barnsdale. Those are your five finalists coming into uh, this week's contest. And uh, Mike, you got a pen ready to go? I am ready to rock and roll. Good luck to uh, all five, and I'll tell you what, it's a very competitive race. So uh, may the best person win. Let's rock. All right. The first participant being drawn out is our friend Garnett Barnsdale. Garnett Barnsdale is the first one, and Garnett will get post number. Got one in my hand here, so everybody sees. Garnett will get. Post number six, and guess who's driving, Mike? Yannick Jingra. Post six How for Texican. Yannick Jingra for trainer Peter Tritton, and that is going to be the 2A, the 2A in that race for Garnett Barnsdale. All right, certainly a long shot, but is the other charge of Pete Tritton a uh, bit of a legend that is going to be the favorite in that particular race? Texican will be a long shot, but it's first time Yannick Jingra, so you know what? Anything could happen. That's right. All right. We're going to go with Rick Olson, who's next. Rick Olson is the next participant. We're going to drop all the numbers out here. Post five, all bets off. Matt Kakeli, trainer Ron Burke, and all bets off is the 1A, 1A in the George Morton Levy final. Certainly capable, Mike. One of four millionaire paces in that particular race. All right, the next horse, or next person that's going to get drawn is Ron Slonsky. Ron Slonsky is in, and we're going to drop them all again. Post four, Texas Terror N, Brett Miller, Jose Godinez. Uh, Texas Terror will be the four horse, so you're actually going to get to saddle pat number four. A uh, little bit of a long shot here, Mike, but you know what? I've seen crazier things happen. The infamous Texas Terror that uh, won the draw by lot over Wiggle It Jiggle It to get in the final. That's right. All right. The next person, our first winner, Whitney Nasimos. Whitney Nasimos. And we're going to jumble these up and make sure we got them all. And we're holding one. Post three, PH Supercam. Jason Bartlett and Jeffrey Bayman Jr. PH Supercam will be wearing saddle pad number three. Oh, Robert Garcine is the last to go, and Take It Back Terry and Bit of a Legend are both still available. That's right. So, Robert Garson, if you're listening or you're watching this right now, it all depends on the draw. Now, I want everybody to see I've got four horses left, two here. And there's two right here. We're going to toss them around. And we're going to drop all but one. 
Oh, Mike, here it is. Number two, bit of a legend, Jordan Stratton, trainer Peter Tritton for Robert Garson. He'll have post number two, and he'll be wearing saddle pad number two. We had Pete Grab and next week, or it's not next week, Saturday, is going it's unbidable for the race. So I'll tell you what, good drawn for uh, Robert Garson, and uh, Biddable Legend has swept. He's gone five for five preliminaries, and he's looking for the complete sweep in the Levy. As a matter of fact, Pete Tritton is going for the sweep in his own right because he's uh, got a very, very good chance to win the blue chip matchmaker. So he, there's a theoretical chance that he could take both the matchmaker. Definitely. Well, real quick, Mike, I want to show everybody, you know, post one was there, post eight. And post number seven. So those were the three that are left. So one, post one, post seven, and post eight are uncovered. And Mike, I'll tell you, take it back, Terry, who drew the rail, could definitely provide a little bit of an upset. Well, you might. I'll tell you what, Mike, you did a very good job on Periscope with this draw throughout the legs, and I certainly wish that our public officials maybe can decide how our tax dollars are spent in a very similar manner. Well, uh, I'll tell you, the, for everybody who sees uh, Periscope right now, Mike, I'm going to highlight the Team Sorella hat. They, uh, they do a great job promoting uh, racing, and if you don't do so already, you need to follow them on Facebook and Twitter. Absolutely, and uh, we've got a hats of our own now. Don't forget, we're going to be giving away on Saturday's show, and it has gotten plenty of shares already, but you haven't, if you haven't done so yet, do it. Uh, we're going to be giving away five post-time with Mike and Mike hats, courtesy of our good friends at EmbroideryUnlimited.com. Give Jim Winsky a call. They do fantastic work. They've uh, geared us up a little bit, so to speak, Mike, and we're going to be giving away five terrific hats. They're very, very sharp. All you have to do is go to our social media pages, either Twitter and retweet it or Facebook and share it, and we'll be putting, I think, the link up there one more time. All you have to do is share our message that we tell you to share that there's going to be a show coming up on Saturday. If you share it and you type done, you are automatically going to be entered into uh, the drawing that we're going to have on uh, Saturday. We're going to draw five names. And uh, listen, you could win a, a fantastic, sharp-looking post time with Mike and Mike Hat. And i got to say, Mike, they are done by Jim Winsky. For uh, all of your embroidery needs, make sure you check his website out, embroideryunl.com, or give Jim a call. All right, Mike. Well, coming up on the backside of this commercial break, we're going to go over to Levy just a little bit. We're going to preview the matchmaker that's coming up next here on Post Time with Mike and Mike. We'll be back. This is Mike Bozich with Harness Racing's newest podcast, Post Time with Mike and Mike. Our goal is to positively promote the sport of harness racing. Every horse has a story to tell, whether a claimer or a stakes horse, and we plan on telling those stories here on this program. If you would like to advertise on Post Time with Mike and Mike, send us an email at ptmikeandmike at yahoo.com for more information. Also, like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at ptmikeandmike1. Listen to a brand new broadcast every Thursday at 1 p.m., any prior episodes can be listened on demand as well. Log on to www.blogtalkradio.com forward slash PT Mike and Mike. Once again, that's www.blogtalkradio.com forward slash PT Mike and Mike. And thanks so much for listening.
Welcome back to Post Time with Mike and Mike. Mike Carter alongside of Mike Bozich. And as we've discussed before, we're going to be on live this weekend covering the Levy beginning at 8.30. We're going to have a two-hour special show. And, uh, Mike, it's going to be a lot of fun. Well, it certainly is, Mike. And uh, once again, check out our social media, Facebook and Twitter. We're giving away those hats. It's going to be a great show. We're going to hear from a lot of drivers, a lot of trainers. Uh, we're going to uh, hear from the uh, SOANY president, uh, Joe Ferraldo, who's going to join us right at the beginning of the show. And uh, it's going to be fantastic. It's going to be a great show, a great time. We're just going to have a lot of fun, Mike. And uh, we hope everybody can join us at uh, 8.30, two-hour broadcast Saturday right here on Post Time with Mike and Mike. Yeah, we've got a special open, and Mike had to do some digging, but we found some Roosevelt Raceway calls. So uh, we're going to take you back in time to some of the great uh, George Morton Levy finals that were held at Yonkers and at Roosevelt Raceway. Well, Mike, uh, coming up in a little bit, we're going to talk to John Hernan. But first, let's talk. Let's dive into this program a little bit at Yonkers. Uh, it kicks off with race number five on Saturday. It's the George Morton Levy eligibles. Uh, going for a purse of $50,000, and it features the likes of Foiled Again, who hasn't been the most impressive horse over the past couple of weeks. Takawu is here, and uh, you also have Better Rock on Sunfire Blue Chip, and on the outside is Let Us Rock Them. Uh, Let Us Rock Them actually won a division uh, last week, Mike, and as a first, a second, and a third, just missed out on the final, and you know who I like in here. I'm going to go with Takawu. Uh, I think Takawu's... Uh, facing a much easier group. Now, granted, foiled again, drew the rail, but I think Takawu's got a shot. That was a consensus pick. I think we agreed on that horse last time, and this horse just missed by a neck to mock it. So in Texacan, an exciting finish. Obviously, gets a little bit easier, but is virtually in the same post from five to four. So you have to expect, especially with the uh, second time George Brennan, this horse should have a very, very good journey. But, uh, you know, listen, you've got the uh, $7 million horse foiled again from the inside. Yannick Shingra, of course, will be driving this horse uh, as showed speed last time. And uh, kind of faded a little bit in that particular race. Will probably be a similar strategy here tonight. But uh, I like number three actually better rock on. I thought that middle move was very good last time. Kind of uh, lost a little bit of ground on that turn. Close 27 and four. It didn't matter because by that time, uh, you know, Makatso and Takawa uh, were pretty much clear. But this horse did have some success. Earlier on in the George Morton Levy, a good second to market, so a good second to do me that again. Tim Tietrick drives for the first time for trainer Andrew Harris, and I think a well-timed move can get three better rock on home at a pretty good price, Mike. Yeah, definitely. First time Tim Tietrick here, um, at least what shows on the program as George Brennan goes, <clears throat> excuse me, goes to the port to Kawu. And you know the thing about Takawu uh, is, and we talked about this last week, Mike, uh, about the second time up as far as the driver goes. So I think George Brennan's going to have a uh, have a great opportunity on Takawu. Race six is the next one, Mike. It's the Blue Chip Matchmaker Series Constellation. It features Cinnamony and Skipping By, who drew horribly for this race. Uh, Andravet gets the rail, and it goes for a purse of seventy five thousand dollars. Mike, I think the whole. Uh, the whole aspect of this race has changed just because Andrew that drew the rail and you've got horses like skipping by and ceremony who've been racing very well, who draw to the outside. Carol's ideal has been racing well uh, in this series as well. And then galley by the beach uh, gets post six. 
You know, I really like Carol's ideal in this spot, Mike, because a couple of starts back, this horse, uh, Danielle Dubay, timed her move out very, very well, and she was able to hang on for the win against the fast-closing market apart. Last start, same post, but look at this horse. Last time, uh, two starts back, she was three and a half lengths behind at the half. This time, last start, she was six starts, or she was six lengths behind, and she made a big middle move. She got herself to within striking position and didn't finish with quite as much punch against the likes of Crispy Apple and Celibate, who are two very big contenders in the final. Carol's ideal once again draws post three. Danielle Dubay is in the bike. She's making her fifth start of the year, which means that there's a good chance she can be as as tight as she's ever been so far in uh, 2016. And I really like the chances of uh, Carol's ideal in the sixth, the uh, consolation for the matchmaker. Yeah. You got to think that Andrew Bett, who hasn't been the luckiest horse uh, as of late, is going to show a little bit of speed. I, you know, it's going to be interesting to see what Tim Tietrich does, but in it to win, in it to win a fortune is a horse that uh, I think could potentially provide a little bit of value, Mike. This horse is coming off two tough efforts from the outside and was impeded back on April. So I got to think with a better trip in it to win a fortune and Corey Callahan can make the difference here. She was in the Philly and Mare Preferred last year quite a bit at uh, Harris, Philadelphia, and she won quite a few of those races. The thing about In It to Win a Fortune that I've noticed is that when she's hot, she is extremely hot, and she can be very, very tough to beat. Obviously, her form is not the greatest, but, I mean, how could we judge the form? I mean, she's been outside. It's uh, her uh, fourth start off a of scratch, so she could be a little bit better here. Corey Callahan if if my memory serves me correctly, Corey Callahan drove her to a lot of those victories last year uh, in a Tawana Fortune. So from post two, the big post shift, obviously she can be good. Um, Androvet, the thing that's going to be interesting with her, Mike, is the week off. Now, when you're nine years old and you've made all that money and you start to get uh, a little sore as you get older, the week off could mean a world of difference. And it's not like she raced terribly uh, two and three starts behind. She almost beat El Raza. She almost beat You Gonna Kiss Me or Not, who I believe is coming into fine form. So uh, Andrew Vent uh, certainly has a big chance. The week off, she could be feeling a whole lot better. But I agree with you. In it, the win of fortune with the post shift can put up a good effort, but I'm still sticking with Carol's ideal, Mike. Race 7 is the Blue Chip Matchmaker Series Final. Mike, we're going to talk about that on the backside of John Hernan, if that's okay with you, because I really want to kind of dive into that race a little bit, because it's very, very competitive. Race 8 is the George Morton Levy Consolation. It's a free-for-all for for horses and geldings, going for a purse of 100,000 big ones. And, Mike, uh, this field is not short of contenders. You have Melbourne Beach, who drew the rail. You have Santa Fe Beach Boy, who drew post two. Of course, we all know Wiggle It Jiggle is in here. Ideal Cowboy drew to the inside. The one thing I notice about this race, Mike, is there's not a whole lot of early speed. The question of whether or not Montrell goes to the lead could very well depend on whether somebody like Do Me That Again or Limelight Beach leads. Well, I had a chance, first of all, before I get into Wiggle It Jiggle It and into this race, I had a chance to talk to trainer Andrew Harris um, a little bit about uh, his main horses in the finals. And he drew post-state with both of them. He drew post-state with Fill Your Boots, and uh, who he spoke very highly of, by the way. He just loves that little horse. And I know you, be, you have a history with that horse. You called some of his races at Buffalo back when he was a claimer. Uh, and uh, he drew post-state with uh, Luke Ann Hanover. In the, uh, in the Levy Series final. So uh, a couple of tough post draws there for Andrew Harris. But uh, as I told him, anything could happen, uh, especially in these big races. Maybe things get a little uh, dicey up front early and the pace comes back. But listen, 
Wiggle it, jiggle it is uh, obviously the big man on campus here. Although I will have to say that ideal cowboy, um, I don't know if he can beat wiggle it, jiggle it, but I do think that he is an absolute strong number two. I mean, this is a horse that outclosed Take It Back Terry, beat him last time, was a second to Take It Back Terry, three starts back, sandwiched in was that eight hole where he just absolutely had no chance. He was third to Luke and Hanover when Luke and Hanover was absolutely on fire from the outside. Tim Tietrich, second time on the bike on Ideal Cowboy. So, and uh, talking to uh, Jeff Bayman a little bit, the owner of this horse, they have big, big uh, hopes for Ideal Cowboy here. They think this could be the year where Ideal Cowboy really turns into something very special. So it's going to be interesting. And I think that uh, if you're going to even dream about taking a chance against Wiggle It, Jiggle It, I think Ideal Cowboy is probably the only horse you can do that with. All right, Mike. Well, race nine is the George Morton Levy final, the $609,000 free for all pace. And we'll get on to that uh, as well after we talk to uh, John Hernan. We're going to take a quick commercial break. When we come back, we're going to hear from John Hernan from Yonkers Raceway. You've got post time with Mike and Mike. Embroidery Unlimited is a premier provider of quality embroidery, screen printing, and promotional products. Our commitment to quality and pride in our work is second to none. We focus on quality and customer service. For all of your stable or business needs, Embroidery Unlimited is the number one provider in harness racing. Give Jim Winsky a call at 508-485-5522. That's 508-485-5522. Or visit them on the internet at EmbroideryUNL.com. That's EmbroideryUNL.com. Embroidery Unlimited. All right, we're back on post time with Mike and Mike. And right now we're visiting with the voice of Yonkers Raceway, the one and only John Hernan. John, we certainly appreciate you joining us, my friend. Oh, it's my pleasure, Mike. Good to be with you. Now, how long have you been at Yonkers? It seems like you've been there for a little bit. Well, I've been there since 91, but I took over the uh, the full-time duties in 99 when Bob Myers uh, left. So it's been uh, it's coming on 23 years total, I think. Wow, that's something. Now, how'd you get started? How, now, how'd you get started in the business? Well, you know, it, yeah, I get that that question so often, and it's it, it's it's funny because when I was a kid, I would always go with my parents to the racetrack, and you know, when you're twelve, thirteen, you can't bet, so you just kind of kind of wander around and you watch the races. But I, I just became so so enamored with the with the announcers. So I grew up with with Bob Meyer and Jack Lee and those guys in those days, and then in thoroughbred, I used to listen to Marshall Cassidy. So I would always try to emulate them, and I that was a almost to a default because I would try to emulate imitate them so much that it took me a while to to just develop my own style, you know. And you know, it seems like all the guys uh, you know announcing they certainly have people that I guess they call mentors, people that they've looked up to, and uh, you know, people that they uh, they try to emulate, but. Uh, you know, growing up in the New York area, of course, uh, you know, Roosevelt Raceway, and of course, the, the racetracks out in Philadelphia here with Liberty Bell, and I'd imagine you probably uh, visited them a time or two, huh? Absolutely. You know, remember with the old Keystone that became Philly Park, which is now Parks, and, you know, I never really got to down in Laurel and, and Pimlico and places like that, but I, I pretty much was just uh, Aqueduct and Yonkers and Roosevelt and you know, I, I got a letter once from Stan Berkstein. He said, your calls are really good, but you have to develop your own style. Because I was like a, a Bob Meyer clone. You know, you, you listen to someone so much, you just kind of imitate them. But you don't realize that you're not really 
doing your own thing. So that was very early on, though. You know. Now all these guys. Well, I do. I think everybody does. Uh, all announcers do have a way to prepare for a, a harness race. So, do you have any uh, tips or tricks or anything you might do different to prepare? You know, it, it's so it's so funny because I did park. Let me just tell you this: I did park thoroughbred last uh, last year, and it was totally different because what you have, you know, you get the thoroughbreds, and every every race the jockeys come out in different silks and. You know, you're just kind of figuring, okay, you know, the the one, the one A is purple and gold. But with harness, you know, you get the same drivers coming out every race. And Jason Bartlett's with the red and white, and Daniel Dubay is is white and green. So what I try to do is just quickly look over them in the four or five minutes that I have and just associate, you know, Bartlett, you know, let's say Montreal Teague is there, you know, the red, white, and, you know, black, whatever is green, or what I'm trying to think of his colors right now. So, you know, wiggle it, jiggle it, Montreal Teague, wiggle it, jiggle it, Montreau Teague, and then Daniel Dubay and foiled again, or Jan and Jingra, foiled again. So I just, it just ran over real quick, and it's just repetitious, as, as you know, Mike. Now, you've called a lot of big races over your career. Is there any one, and, and we're not going to talk about the one, because we're going to save the one that just happened this Saturday night, for because we're going to talk about that in a minute, but maybe besides that one, any race that stands out in your memory that uh, was your favorite to call? Yes, it was, it was, I forget the year, but it was my first big race, and it was the George Martin Levy final, and it had a, if you remember, it was a five-horse entry, I believe, and that was with Silver Almerhurst, and it was, it was, it was my biggest race ever, and I'm like calling a Levy with an entry with five horses, and, and that, I guess that was the biggest one, but then you, you can never forget the Yonkers Trot, every year the Yonkers Trot is, is always like the premier race, the call, and then, then this, this past year, the, uh, the the international trot was back, so that was that was probably yeah I'd have to say the international trot, probably the uh, the biggest one uh, in recent years. And we've been doing this for uh, certainly quite a bit, quite a while. Do the do you still get the butterflies before the big race? I sure do. I, I absolutely do. I mean, not so much during the car. I mean, I get it, I really love you know, every night I go to work. I'm you know I'm excited. I'm not. It's not like a paycheck. It's just, it's so much fun. But when the big races are on the line, you get those uh, those little uh, butterflies, and you just you, you want to get you want to do your best, and you want to get it right more than anything. And accuracy is, is is the most important thing. I mean, you try to be colorful, and you try to bring some excitement to it. You know, you don't want to just get into a um, you know just type to a mundane type of routine. You want to bring the best that you can. But when the big races are on the line, you just have so much in your mind. You you want to get it right. You know, that's the most important thing. Visiting with John Hearn in the voice of Yonkers Raceway. Uh, John, dream race call for an announcer. I know that, you know, everybody has, maybe somebody wants to call the Hamiltonian, maybe somebody wants to call the Little Brown Jug. Is there any dream race that you'd like to call before uh, your careers come to an end? I'd like to do the Kentucky Derby. Would that be okay? <laughs> Absolutely. I think that's on all of our radar. <laughs> I think I think I could do it. I tell you, I really want to do it one day. <laughs> you know, it's it looks like so much fun, but the you know, I just love you know the international. Like I said, the international trot. I can't really think of a race that you know, like the Little Brown Jug. Rogers been doing that for so long, and you know, I, I just I, I love what I do, and I just take the races as they come. You know. But, there's no really dream race I like to do. I just like I just like to have that real exciting finish, you know, in like in, in the Yonkers Trot or 
with the international trot or the Levy. Just a good finish. You know, it's like you want a good game. You know, you want a good you want a good race. That that, that to me, that's what it's all about. It's having that. You know, I would have, like I said, I would have loved to see like the the two compete this, this in the final. You just want you just want a real, really quality race to me. Let's talk a little bit about that race Saturday, John. As a matter of fact, let's talk a little bit uh, before the race, leading up to the race. Now, you you were kind of battling a cold a little bit heading in. Oh, it's brutal, brutal cold that I um, that I caught from uh, a coworker. We won't we won't mention his name. I share a booth with the DRF uh, charter, and uh, he was a little bit under the weather. And I, I was, um, I happened to catch it. So, but you got to, you got to go on with the show, right? Oh, absolutely. Us announcers, we we just trudge on and go forward. But let's talk about the race now. Wiggle it, jiggle it. Uh, desperately needed the win to get into the finals. Bit of a legend was red hot. Won every single uh, Levy uh, prelim coming into it. Uh, obviously, two harness racing heavyweights, uh, second and third over. They fanned out wide coming to the top of the stretch. Take us through when you saw Wiggle It Jiggle It come four wide, Bit of a Legend come three wide. Take us uh, through your thoughts preparing for the big finish coming down the stretch. You know, I would, you, just waiting for, you know, I'm always keep my eye on whatever favorites in the race. And, uh, you know, a bit of a legend was right there. He had every, every chance. So I'm just waiting for Wiggle it to make this move. And I see him, you know, I've only seen him a few times now, three times. So I know he's got that big kick. And here he comes. You know, he's making a, a big monster move on the far outside. And, you know, for, for all the world, I thought he was just going to storm on by and, and go on to a, you know, a clear-cut win in the end, maybe a length and a half along the way. But bit of a legend, you know, he punched his way through between horses in the stretch, and he he would not not let him go by. And, and these two just showed what it was all about. And, and, and I would, you know, just love to see them to compete, you know, with the, with the equal playing field. And, but, you know, to be honest, I really thought he was going to kick on by, and uh, that, that never happened. When they crossed the finish line, and after you said it was dead tight, and you turned the microphone off, what were your thoughts right after the race? I was like, "Wow, what a finish!" That was one for the ages. I, I you know, I like, I couldn't, I could not split them. I could not go one way or the other. I, you know, the outside always seems to get the edge here, but I, I didn't feel confident enough. And you know, the judges took a long, long look, and it, it was really, really. It was you could not split them, and it, it kind of was just a. It was like poetry. It was just like two champs, just not willing to to go down to defeat. Well, we've got the big day coming up on Saturday: uh, the George Morton Levy Final, the Levy Consolation, the Blue Chip Matchmaker. Of course, there'll be some other great races on that particular card as well. Uh, your thoughts on the Levy Final? Your preliminary thoughts? I know we're doing this interview on a on a Monday afternoon, but uh, give me your thoughts. I mean, obviously, Bit of a Legend's going to be tough now with Wiggle It, Jiggle It, Not Unbombed. Yeah, it's it's just uh, you know I guess the only the only uh, problem would be if he drew like the eight hole. But I, Jordan Stratton has been just he, he's been one of the, the the hot drivers of late. Of course, Jay, Jason Bartlett, our leading driver, has been. I mean, he's just outstanding. But, but Stratton's been heating up. I'd say for the last month or so, and you know this horse. You know, you don't just win five in a row in a series. Uh, you know, by accident. This horse is the real deal, and uh, I. Don't really see them really um, beating this horse on on Saturday. I mean, again, the draw will, will really be conclusive, in, you know, to deciding 
how it should shake out, but I really, really do not see this horse uh, getting beat. He, he's something special. The voice of Yonkers Raceway, John Hernan, one of the very best in the business. John, we certainly appreciate you joining us, and uh, good luck on Saturday. Oh, my pleasure, Mike. Anytime. You take care. Embroidery Unlimited is a premier provider of quality embroidery, screen printing, and promotional products. Our commitment to quality and pride in our work is second to none. We focus on quality and customer service. For all of your stable or business needs, Embroidery Unlimited is the number one provider in harness racing. Give Jim Winsky a call at 508-485-5522. That's 508-485-5522. Or visit them on the internet at EmbroideryUNL.com. That's EmbroideryUNL.com. Embroidery Unlimited. Here at the stable, our mission is to provide fair market for owners of yearlings while giving investors the most informative way to purchase all of or part of a horse. The stable will cater to all budgets by having an open fractional buying market and a flat rate billing system. At the stable, we aim to minimize the risk in buying and maximize the benefit of selling. Visit thestable.ca or give Anthony McDonald a call at 519-400-4263. That's 519-400-4263. It's thestable.ca. Friends of Maryland Standard Breads is an industry support group focused on promoting harness racing in Maryland. Friends of Maryland Standard Breads works hand-in-hand with charities involving children and horses, such as the Harness Horse Youth Foundation. Friends of Maryland Standard Breads is actively involved with organizations such as the Maryland Horse Council and the Maryland Horse Industry Board, working together to promote the horse industry in Maryland. Follow Friends of Maryland Standard Breads on Twitter and like them on Facebook. Welcome back to Post Time with Mike and Mike. Mike Carter alongside of Mike Bozich. And, Mike, that was a great conversation we had with John learning about uh, his past. And I'll tell you, he's had some great, great race calls, in, including the one foil, uh, excuse me, foil again, foiled again. John has had many great race calls, and you're going to want to catch some of those. Uh, we made a, a special open of a montage of uh, some of the Levy calls that he's had leading up to 2016. Coming up on the Saturday show, we're going on the air at 8.30. We're going to play it right in the beginning. Maybe we'll even play it in the middle if we have time. And uh, just a great, great race caller, one of the best in the business, very descriptive, very accurate. Uh, and uh, he's one of the best as far as I'm concerned. He's got a, got a great, great voice and is a great guy. So thanks for, John, uh, joining us. And uh, we look forward to a great 2016 George Morton Levy race call. Now, Mike, before we jump into the Levy and Matchmaker final, we got another big horse starting up this weekend, and it comes in the form of Freaky Feet Pete. Yeah, Freaky Feet Pete is debuting Saturday at Hoosier Park. He was the Breeders' Crown champion as a three-year-old. He's in an invitational pace. I think it's... uh... I think the purse is going right around that $20,000 mark, Mike. Trace Dietrich's going to be back in the bike. And a couple of nice qualifiers, Mike. He won the first one by uh, nine or so lengths. And 
I think that was 52 and change in the second qualifier. I think even went faster, winning by 13. So looking forward to Freaky Feet Pete. And you know where he's headed. You know where the roadmap's taking him, don't you? I sure do. He's yeah, I know you've got a marked on your calendar. You, well, yeah, you're you, you got a marked on your calendar. We, uh, you know, hopefully, uh, <laughs> you know, you're not going to try to get air sick or anything for that weekend, are you? You're not going to uh, go no, there and spread some germs around, are you? Yeah, right. We're, we're looking forward, Mike. We're looking forward to that. That's going to be a terrific, terrific race, and hopefully, Freaky Feet, Pete. I think he, I think Larry wants to get a couple of starts at Hoosier Park under his belt, uh, and I think his uh, Grand Circuit Stakes season is going to start with you guys at the Battle of Lake Erie, and and it's going to be fantastic to see him there. And uh, who knows? I mean, have you heard any uh, of any other horse maybe besides uh, Freaky Feet, Pete, that might be uh, thinking about coming to the uh, battle? We have not yet. Uh, obviously, a little disappointed with, uh, you know, with uh, uh, talking with Montreal earlier. They said they're going to follow the more four-year-old route, which makes sense. But um, we're we're really not sure who's going to for sure come. We've got a list of uh, eligibles that we're very excited to talk about. And uh, actually, I'll pull them up uh, pull them up right now as we're uh, as we're talking. Oh, that's terrific! Uh, but Freaky Feet Pete obviously should get. I mean, get along, get around a half pretty good, you would hope. And uh, you know, he's he's obviously been racing down at Hoosier Park, so it'll be interesting to see how he gets around the half. To be quite honest, um, but uh, listen, the Battle of Lake Erie—it's a two hundred thousand dollar purse, I believe. Is that right? Is it, uh, is it going for two? Two hundred thousand dollars guaranteed. So there's no, right. uh, you know, it, guaranteed money for whoever wants to come and. Mike, I got the list pulled up. We got some great eligibles on here. Of course, Wiggle and Jiggle is on here. Freaky Feet Pete is a uh, is another big name, the Breeders' Crown Champion. All bets off is on this list as well, Mike. And uh, I've got to uh, expect with his very good performances at Yonkers that he could potentially show up. We got Cam Mikey, uh, Beach Memories. Do Me That Again is on this list. Uh, of course, Foiled Again. Uh, other names you might know is Ideal Cowboy, Let's Drink On It, Limelight Beach. And, um, of course, Sunfire and Blue Chip, Santa Fe Beach Boy is here. And uh, the big horse at, uh, at Northfield is uh, Amarici. And Amarici after, actually just went a mile and 51 this week. So uh, that's another one. Yeah, that's a great list of horses, Mike. Some great free-for-alls. And, you know, you talk about the half-mile track, Mike. And, once again, the post, it could be the great equalizer. We just saw it at Yonkers the last three weeks, how the post can be a great equalizer. So, But, nonetheless, uh, that should be a whole lot of fun. Freaky Feet Pete is headed to your neighborhood. Granted, these next two starts and his first two starts at Hoosier Park go right. So, we're looking forward to the Battle of Lake Erie. And um, maybe we can have airs on uh, that week to uh, break it down for us and uh, you guys can break it down horse by horse for us, Mike. Yeah, definitely. I uh, talked to Ayers a couple of times. He's actually going to put a uh, pick five together for us for Yonkers this weekend. So we're excited to have him as part of, part of the, um, you know, as part of the program. All right. Terrific. Real quick, before we get back into the uh, couple of Yonkers races we have left to look at, um, the Classy Lane Barn Fire, I believe that GoFundMe and the donation process has officially ended. Of course, that uh, took place January 4th, and the the digits are unbelievable. Mike, I mean, honestly, they're very, very humbling, and I'm, you know, makes you feel very proud to be involved in the sport of harness racing. The Classy Lane Barn Fire, Mike, got 1,950 donations. And they've raised over $700,000. I think the official number was $710,000. And Bill O'Donnell, 
who was quoted in uh, Standard Bread Canada. Basically, when he started it, he was hoping that maybe you can get to the $100,000. Maybe they can raise 100000 150000 They raised 112000 in the first 10 hours. So hats wow. off. That's crazy. Hats off to Bill O'Donnell, uh, the uh, Ontario Horseman, and everybody that donated to the Classy Lane Barn Fire. We had a little bit in that, Mike. I think, what did we raise? Close to $10,000. Uh, for the Classy Lane Barn Fire. So, you know what? Everybody that donated, whether it was a dollar, a hundred, a thousand, whatever you donated, you, you need to pat yourself on the back. And as a matter of fact, they were showing uh, the rebuilding effort. The new barn looks fantastic and uh, it should be ready pretty soon. So, hats off to everybody that donated to the Classy Lane Barn Fire because that was uh, the harness racing industry coming together in a very huge way. Yeah, definitely. Uh, we were proud to raise. I think it was after the fees that uh, were taken out from GoDaddy, it was about $8,500. And, Mike, uh, the great thing about that being American funds is when we moved it to uh, Canada, it switched to Canadian funds. So I think it was just over $11,000, which uh, uh, I am so thankful that everybody uh, that everybody um, that everybody uh, partook in that. Yeah, and one more thing, Mike, before we get back to the races at Yonkers. Uh, there's uh, something special going on, and I urge each and every one of you to uh, visit the uh, Trotcast with Ryan Macedonio, and not because we're on it. <laughs> we, it's a second of our three-part installment, but honestly, no cheap plug. Uh, Ryan had the uh, Gessick family on this week on uh, the Trotcast, and you can listen to them on SoundCloud. He's, he's got a lot of different ways you could listen, but check them out on social media. But uh, the Gessick family this week at the Meadowlands has got something going on called Pacing for the Cure. They've got a website. You can check it out, pacingforthecure.org. It's this Saturday at the Meadowlands. They've got a little gathering and a get-together, and their mission is to raise awareness and funds for multiple sclerosis. And there's a bit of a backstory on there. Um, the uh, Bill Gessick is a uh, multiple sclerosis survivor, and uh, they've got a yearling called Mr. Bill G. So there's a horse that uh, hopefully will make it to the racetrack. And uh, it's just a great, great story. Anyway, they've got... Uh, a fundraiser, a little bit of a gathering coming up at the Meadowlands this Saturday. So if you're in the area, stop on by and uh, check them out on the website, pacingforthecure.org. And also check out Ryan Macedonio's show. It was a very, very good interview that he had with the Gessick family. And uh, you could check out Ryan's show. He's got it on SoundCloud. It's on Stitcher Radio. It's on the Harness Racing Fan Zone. He's got a lot of different places. So a definite can't-miss episode of that, Mike. Yeah, definitely. That's uh, that's not a lot of um, that's not usually something you want to miss. I know uh, I, I've got my mom, my uncle had multiple sclerosis, so uh, it's definitely uh, it definitely gets close to home. And I'm glad to see the harness racing world stand up and uh, help these folks out. All right. Uh, well, you ready to get back to the races? Yeah, let's uh, let's talk to Levy. We're gonna first talk the seventh race, Mike. It's the Blue Chip Matchmaker Series Final. It kicks off the fifty cent pick five. Races 7, 8, 9, 10, and 11. We will be covering races 7, 8, and 9, possibly 10, Mike, uh, depending on what time they go off uh, based on their off times. We will not be able to get to race 11, which is the preferred handicap, but uh, we'll talk about it a little bit tonight anyway, Mike. Uh, But race number 7 is the Blue Chip Matchmaker Final, first $309,800, and it features the likes of Venus Delight and Christy Apple, who Mike 
They are 2-1 to one on the morning line, and they drew post 7 and post 8. This is going to be a tough, tough race for them. You've got Celibid, who finally gets uh, a little bit better of a post. Post 4 has been uh, a little bit tough on Celibid, but Mike, I, I got to think that uh, Celibid's going to get at least a little bit of a better trip this week. Celibid didn't get the best of trips again last week, and she still managed to close home to be second on the 27-3 and three final quarter. And, of course, you can never count out. You're going to kiss me or not, or Al Raza. You know, you're going to kiss me or not, Mike, is really settling into form, I think. She's won three of her last four. Took advantage of a pocket trip last time, but still was able to close into uh, a pretty fast back half there that went 55-2. and two. And uh, the race before that, she was able to use a good middle move, go uncovered, and just uh, really run up the score by four lengths. So I think her form is really impeccable right now. But I'm going to go with El Raza, the horse you just mentioned, Mike. And uh, I love my second-time driver angle, especially when you've got a guy, a Hall of Famer, a wily veteran like Dave Miller. And here's the deal with El Raza. Moves from post seven to post five. Obviously, she uh, will be coming off the pace here. She's going to have to find some good cover, hoping actually that uh, you're going to kiss me or not or celibate. One of the two don't leave. And if that's the case, then El Raza could have cover behind one of those two. And if that's the situation, Mike, that's going to be live cover. And uh, I think the slight post, and I'm going to tell you, Every post, if you're looking at a race at face value, you don't think post seven to post five is a major post shift at Yonkers. In my opinion, it's a major post shift, especially when you've got horses uh, one and two inside of you that will absolutely do their job as far as supplying cover for you um, if both of them don't leave. And I think one of them probably won't leave that's just odds on that that happening so with that being the case i think el raza can give a very good price i think five to one would be a very good price and that's my pick in uh, in the matchmaker mike i think i chose uh celibate in the canna handicapping contest which i'm playing for new vocations by the way make sure you check out new vocations our great sponsor or uh, our uh, one of our great sponsors we're excited to be playing for uh for them in this contest. Well, Mike, it's race number nine that we're headed to next, and it's the George Morton Levy Series Final. Again, $609,000 on the line. And it's from a betting perspective, this is not going to be a fun race at all. There's no show wagering, obviously, uh, with only five betting interests. And there is no trifecta in this race at all. So uh, please note that it's only a $2 exacto wagering no show, no try. It features the likes of a bit of a legend who dead heated with Wiggle It, Jiggle It last week in an epic battle. Texas Terror is back here again, uh, who drew in based off of an open draw in the race office. You've got Mocket So, PH Supercam, and of course, Take It Back Perry, who just missed by a neck to Ideal Cowboy, who is not in this race. Well, no, but here could be a possible angle for you. If Ideal Cowboy races very strong in the race before against Wiggle It, Jiggle It, or even if he beats Wiggle It, Jiggle It, then that gives Take It Back Terry a lot of cred. You know, this is a horse that's won three of his last four, and he draws the inside, and he's got speed, so you absolutely know where he's headed. And uh, the other Burke entry, All Bets Off, does have speed as well from post five, so will he leave? That's a million-dollar question. But, uh, Mike, I'll tell you what. If Tank and Back Terry leaves and nobody leaves from the outside and Biddable Legend settles in the pocket, I have no doubt that Biddable Legend will gun, gun down Take It Back Terry in the stretch. So that's it's going to be interesting to see how this shapes up. 
The horse from the outside leaves, and bit of a legend's caught in the three-hole. Things get a lot more tricky because then Jordan's going to have a decision to make. It all comes down to the trip. You, you hear it all the time. You hear it in every race, but I think in this race, that cliche can really be taken to heart here because you know it all depends on where bit of a legend is going to end up. Uh, three-hole can be very tough. If he has to go first over, it can be very tough. If he ends up in the pocket, I think it's lights out. Yeah, definitely. It's a bit of a legend. It's kind of like the, uh, and I love Wakazashi Hanover, don't get me wrong, but it's kind of like the Wakazashi of last year. Uh, Wakazashi won a number of races from the pocket, so if Jordan Stratton can get a perfect trip, which I think he can, uh, it's definitely going to be a bit of a legend race, and I think I went with a bit of a legend in this race. I'm not trying to beat him uh, with the uh, Pigot Bacterian here. Well, no, and I think the wild card in this race could be P8 Supercam because if a horse does leave from the, from the outside, take it back, Terry retanks or keeps the lead. A bit of a legend ends up in the three-hole and has to go for a stomper. While then, P8 Supercam, odds are, is going to be right behind Bit of a Legend and can milk that cover a little bit. And P8 Supercam has been better of late. The last couple of starts are pretty good, so it's going to be interesting to see. But how this race is going to play, that is going to be the million-dollar question, and I think it just comes down to this. Bit of a legend's in the pocket. He's good. If he has to settle for the three-hole, it could be tough. If he has to come first over, it could be tough. I think the wild card here is PH Supercam because if he could get on the Bit of a Legend's cover, then we could have a little bit of a horse race. So, Well, Mike, it's definitely going to be a uh, fun, fun uh, race to watch and cover. Um, don't forget about our special Levy program. It's coming up this Saturday with first post up 8.30. And, Mike, we got a lot of great things coming up. We're going to give away uh, a hat uh, based off of Facebook and Twitter. And, Mike, I think, uh, you know, I, I, we've had people following us and retweeting us and this, that, and the third. I think we'll, we'll give – maybe we'll give one away to both. Who knows? Yeah, we'll have to wait and see. I mean, you know, we're going – you know, listen, just – do, do us a favor, share or retweet, and then that way you can guarantee yourself a shot. So you have to retweet, you have to share uh, Facebook or Twitter, our uh, main social media uh, uh, word getters, if you, if you will. Real quick, Mike, I don't want to kind of backtrack a little bit, but I, just, I do want to throw one more thing in here. In the 10th race, uh, I don't know if we'll be able to cover it or not. Uh, time constraints, obviously. That is a part of the pick five. I do like a long shot in that race, by the way. Dot, 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 dash. I think the race is going to set up very good for her, and she'll probably be 15 to 20 to 1. But that's all I wanted to say about that. I just wanted to make sure no, I got that in, Mike, because you know what? If she won and I didn't say anything about it, then, you know, I'd be feeling pretty bad. L- listen, real quick, let's take, let's take a look at race 10. Uh, we got an extra minute or two here. It's the open handicap for uh, Trotter's. Post one through, it looks like all post positions were assigned here, Mike. And of course, to the outside, you've got uh, Milady's Monet. Luminosity has been racing well as of late. The problem I have with Luminosity is the post, but from post seven last time out, Mike, uh, this horse won against Open Handicap Company and won a 55. Unfortunately, I think they're going to have to go a little bit faster tonight. And I think dot, 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 dash might have a shot. You got crazy about Pat towards the inside. And a horse that I was lucky enough to call last year, an Alaraj star. 
Well, you've got persistent speed from the outside here. I mean, it's probably a given that two of these three horses are going to leave, uh, Major Athens, Luminosi, or uh, Miladies Monet. Two of these three are absolutely going to have to lead, and you've got Alaraz Star who will absolutely show speed from the inside, and Crazy About Pat can show speed as well. Dot, 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 dash, timed his move out very well, three starts back to win in 55-3 and three at odds of 10-1. to one. And closed very well into a very fast last half last time against Miladies Monet in DW's New York Yank. So it depends on what kind of trip Matt and Kaylee can work out, if she can get away fifth or sixth, get involved in that cover flow. And if you get these outside horses that are persistent speed, they all can't find holes, Mike. And if you get these outside horses and get a bit of a battle up top, I think we can get a real good price on the three. And I'm guessing that we're talking 15 to one or up. Wow, that would be a nice price to end up the pick five, wouldn't it? Certainly would. That would be uh, that's going to be a lot of fun to watch. Well, Mike, uh, it's been a lot of fun talking uh, tonight with John Hernan. We talked with Montreux. We talked about the contest. Uh, Mike, I can't wait for Saturday. Once again, final reminder, big Saturday. We'll be on at 8.30. It's uh, exclusive coverage of the George Morton Levy from Yonkers. We're in cooperation with the Standard Bread Owners Association of New York. It's great to work with them. We're going to be doing some giveaways, five hats. All you have to do is share us on Facebook and uh, retweet us on Twitter, and if you do that, your name will go into the hat. We'll be doing the drawings on Saturday throughout the show, so you're certainly going to want to do that. They're very sharp hats, courtesy of our good friends at Embroidery Unlimited. Visit them at EmbroideryUNL.com. We're going to be stacked with trainers, Mike. We've got trainers. We're going to have drivers. Joe Feraldo, the president of the SOANY, will join us. Uh, we're, it's going to be a stacked, stacked two-hour show. I'm just thinking about it, Mike. I'm not even really sure how we're going to be able to get all of it in. And, of course, we'll have the live race calls from John John Hernan, too, so it's going to be busy, 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 Mike. We might have to hire somebody to help us out. Yeah, definitely. It's going to be a lot of fun and very, very jam-packed. Well, oh, excuse me. Well, for all of us here at Post Time with Mike and Mike, I'm Mike Carter for Mike Bozich. Thanks so much for joining us here this evening. We'll see you on Saturday with the first post of 830. Good night. 